This episode of the NASCAR Betting Preview Show is sponsored by Atlas Hair. Now, guys, I just got one question for you. Are you ugly? Yeah, we thought so. Lucky for you, we've actually got something for that. Atlas is an elite line of hairstyling products with cologne fragrances to help quaff that mop into something straight out of Hollywood and smell like you're the guy she's going home with tonight. Half of our products also contain a hair thickening ingredient to help those of us who are getting a little thin up there to make the most of what we've got. Get started today at atlashair.com and use the promo code NASCAR for 20% off your entire order. We can't fix your face, but we could at least give you a fighting chance. Atlashair.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-H-A-I-R.com. Welcome in to NASCAR Betting Preview Show Podcast, episode 43. I'm your host, Derek Yoder, and on this episode, I'm joined once again by my co-host, Phil, of the Full Tank with Phil podcast, here to preview the O'Reilly Auto Parts 150 from Mid-Ohio. And Phil, it's been a while since we did a truck pod. You know, the schedule right now with them on and off so many different weeks. So how are we feeling going into a weekend where we know trucks are back? It feels Damn good, Derek, and uh, I'm really happy to be back in here. The truck scheduled, you know, off and on, and then um, we, we missed one recording last time around, which was probably a good thing uh, for Nashville because uh, the, the bets that I had written down did not play out the way that I would have liked, so I'm glad we didn't put that on the podcast form. Uh, so now we're back, and it feels good, and I'm excited to be watching the trucks this weekend, nice little, you know, Saturday afternoon situation uh, leading into a, a, you know, good weekend for the rest of the sport. So um, happy to be here and happy to get back after it. Yeah, me uh, and you both for sure. Yeah, I know that uh, the last episode didn't work out. I obviously was in Nashville. You were away. So maybe the gambling gods were looking down upon us saying, hey, guys, let's just take this week off. We don't have to rush anything, uh, but I'm really looking forward to getting back into the action here, talking to little trucks, talking about what we've learned so far this year, maybe some takeaways we can apply this weekend, and then, uh, yeah, we'll just see it out through the uh, home stretch here through the end of the year. So let me do this first. I want to go over just the stages real quick, and then if you don't mind, I'd like to hear your insights regarding a recap of last year and maybe some other pointers you want to point out. But like I said, this is the O'Reilly Auto Parts 150 from Mid-Ohio. It is a road course. Stages will go like this 20 laps in the first stage 20 in the second stage then 27 in that final stage run to the finish and uh, one interesting thing to note is this weekend because it is a standalone race where the Xfinity and the Cup Series are down in Atlanta that means that the truck series is by themselves they will not do any live pit stops meaning if a guy comes in first doesn't have a good pit stop typically you would go back to about fifth or seventh well now this time it's going to be a timed pit stop where teams are only required or allowed to work on so many different things but everybody's done at the same time and nobody loses a spot in and off pit road so it's going to be interesting uh practice qualifying qualifying especially very important um but phil if you don't mind give us a little recap for the people listening about maybe stuff that took place last year and anything else you might have yeah, well, I mean, last year, Mid-Ohio was the first first time they've gone there. And it was a pretty big deal in uh, the sport of NASCAR because Parker Kligerman, I'm kind of a, 
a favorite of everybody. Uh, he gets the victory in that 75 truck and it was just his weekend. I mean, you know, he practiced third qualified second ends up winning the race and he battled. I mean, it was a, it was a really a good race. He won stage one Zane came back one stage two, and then some action started to pick up a little bit in stage three. We started to see some guys spinning out, started to see some miscues uh, throughout the field, you know, logging them back up and, and restarting them. So uh, he had to earn it and he got it done. And I'm quite sure, you know, like 90% sure it was a similar situation last year where the, the pit stops weren't live. Uh, I could be wrong, but I do have this thought in my head that the 75 truck was like using, you know, guys like, you know, some random accountant uh, on the team, like helping, you know, change tires. And I think, you know, I remember the broadcast kind of saying that, you know, if this was uh, a live pit stop. This team wouldn't be in this position, but um, because of that, it really helped them. And that team was able that underfunded team was able to, you know, keep him out front and um, give him that opportunity towards the end. And, uh, it was really a good battle. I mean, he had to fight Zane and some others uh, down the stretch. I mean, all the way up until the last few laps. So good for Parker. And he gets the victory. Uh, not in the race, though, this time around. So that opens the door for some of these other guys. Uh, but it was definitely his weekend for sure at Mid-Ohio last year. Yeah, uh, it definitely was for sure. I mean, I remember that race uh, for a number of reasons. It was raining at one point. Qualifying was a mess with a lot of the rain. Practice as well. Uh, but great battle down to the end where Parker and Zane, you know, like I said, they just uh, back and forth. It was tremendous to watch. They're both very clean. Uh, and it was, you know, if that was your first race watching uh, and you got you got hooked, I can promise you that. So. Um, anything else regarding last year or, or what are you taking, uh, as we go into this race, uh, anything that we maybe learned at Coda? Well, um, there, there's really not a lot of data to go off of. I mean, if you're talking about like things that, you know, we learned, uh, and, and how you're going to apply that to this race coming up. I mean, it, it's really studying the results from mid Ohio last year year because that's obviously where they're at um and digging you know beyond service level there as we're going to do here in just a couple minutes when we touch on at least one guy but also we do want to focus on you know when you're looking at data uh code as well because it's our only opportunity to see these guys on a road course so far this mm -hmm. year and you know new year new season new rides um new teams so you know how guys kind of shook out at coda is important, you know, who got a good run and just didn't get a good finish again, beyond service level stuff. Um, the data set that I'm using is not very extensive. Uh, we don't really have that much. I'm looking at the last four road course races in the truck series. Um, it goes back through last year, I believe. Um, and then, you know, digging into that, like average finish driver rating, all the stats in between there, um, just to kind of get a level set of, okay, who's the top tier and then who's in the middle and, and who's somebody that, you know, can't get the finishes or really doesn't start well. Um, with the truck series, we really spend most of our time talking about the guys towards the top of the board uh, mm -hmm. because there really isn't the opportunity to, to take some of the longer shots anyway. So it's, it's really about who's a upper tier guy versus a, a mid tier guy is what we're really concerned about in some of these like head to heads and, you know, 
group bets and whatnot. Um, we can extend it to maybe the last seven races uh, if you really want to. That brings us all the way back to like 2020, 2021 with like races like the Daytona road course and such Watkins Glen's in there as well. Um, but now, you know, you're really digging into uh, even if you go back that far, I think there's only four drivers or three drivers in this race that have won a race in that span because you're losing some of the guys like Austin Hill, Kyle, Kyle Bush, you know, right. People that aren't in this race. So um, it's, it's, Tough sledding. If you're looking for stats and, and ways to kind of predict this race, it's not the easiest. Uh, so that's something to kind of be aware of, right? We maybe want to pump the brakes a little bit and especially wait until practicing qualifying because the, the one thing that I'll take away from last year and Coda is that practice and qualifying, uh, qualifying especially, means a ton. And, you know, some tracks, it's not really the case, but we've seen it in the Cup Series. We've seen an Xfinity on road courses. I mean, it's tough to pass. And these last couple races uh, have proven that. So we absolutely have to be hyper-focused on Friday to see, you know, what these guys are looking at uh, or what they look like and, you know, how that goes in. Because the last four races in the Truck Series – three of the winners came from the top three. Uh, the only one was a seventh place starting position from Zane Smith. So uh, all of them in the top 10. So really important that if you're betting before practice and qualifying, because you want to get an edge on, or, you know, you think you have some value, mm-hmm. you got to hope spray and pray that uh, that guy qualifies up front, especially with that uh, pit situation uh, as well with the no live pit stop. So, um, yeah, we'll see what we can work with here from those, uh, data points. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, uh, you know, when I look at everything over, you know, getting into the odds board here where we're going to dive in right now, cause I'm curious to hear some of your insights and what you have to say, cause it's going to be one of those things where if you can nail, especially the head to heads and maybe even a few of the group bets, like you're going to be sitting pretty going into Xfinity and cup. Uh, if you kind of move your, your money over that way. So, uh, you want to get kicked off with the outright? You want to start? Should we start there tonight? Yeah. So have a few different guys to talk about in the outright section, and then they kind of lead themselves into like some of the other bets. Um, but the first thing I, I wanted to just to kind of have a conversation to start, okay. here, Derek. Good. Because the first thing that I saw that kind of got my attention, we're going to talk about Zane in a second. Obviously, he's the you know heavy favorite here. But the thing that got my attention right away was that Carson Hosevar, not only was he the second favorite, but he was such a short number. Um, mm-hmm. You're seeing him at like plus 400 on some books. Plus 450, I think, is the best you can get him at. And I found that interesting. Um, I, I wanted to dig a little bit more into it. He had a rough go at Coda, you know, finished 34th. Um, he had a good starting position and he was out in eight laps. Uh, I don't remember if that was like a malfunction with the car or, uh, if that, you know, if he got spun out in an accident or whatever, but, um, that was, you know, something that looks like it was an axle, uh, after eight laps. So just really, you know, we didn't get to really see what he has this year. So, uh, I, I can't really understand what justifies him being like four to one 
um, and, and not like a little bit further down with some of these other guys. Uh, he, he's got looking at it one top five and three top tens, you know, from last year uh, in the last four races total, you know, for excluding Coda. So I guess that has the book's attention a little bit. Uh, but that's just good enough. Like there are some other guys in the field that have those similar numbers and a, a better average finish in that stint. So I guess I was just a little shocked and I don't know if I'm alone in that. I mean, I don't know if you saw this, but, uh, and said to yourself, you know, what's up with that. But just to kind of put an exclamation point on this, I mean, win the race, we'll talk about them a, a bunch, obviously, uh, in Ryan Stevens crew, but, um, win the race pre-ranks coming into this road course weekend, he's ranked 17th. So like what it just goes to the point, like, why is he second favorite? Why is he four to one? Um, I'm confused by that. So do you have an answer for me? Like, is there something that I'm missing here and, and maybe I should be on him in a, a way here? Well, I mean, I think if you look at what he's done recently, I mean, that team's been red hot. This almost kind of feels like a little bit of the Chase Elliott effect where the books know that they have to price him a certain way because money's going to come in on him regardless. And I think Carson is one of the most popular names right now, making headways, obviously, in the Cup Series, Xfinity uh, Series as well. And then Trucks got his first win at Texas. But you look at what he did at Coda. You mentioned it, but he did start sixth, had an issue, axle issue, uh, which caused him to finish 34th. But when you look at what he's done since Darlington, top fives, five, fifth, uh, fifth at North Wilkesboro, fourth at Charlotte, fourth at Gateway, first uh, at Nashville. So this team is picking up a lot of momentum. I totally get uh, why he's maybe at the top or near the top, I should say, of the odds board. Maybe plus 450 is a little, you know, a little too short. Uh, I would have thought somebody like Grant Enfinger would have been up there, uh, maybe even uh, above him. But that would be my argue, only argument in trying to justify why. Yeah. And, you know, to the Grant Enfinger point, I mean, he's not even in the same stratosphere no. as far as the no. odds as uh, Josevar. And I guess I'm just a little disappointed because he finished third here last year and I had it in my mind, like, you know, he, he is hot to the point that you just made. So I was looking for a top five on Josevar. I was thinking that might be something we get. And he's minus 175 for a top five. No, thank mm -hmm. you. Like, he, he's yeah. almost priced to the point where I can't oh. touch him. Um, so that's not something touch that I'm You wouldn't touch 175? You're not touching that? I said you're not touching. Oh, minus 175. Minus yeah, no. 175 yeah, for no. a top five. No. He's got one top five. Correct. In the last four races, actually, let me see I'm what he's touching. got overall. Yeah, I'm not touching, I, yeah, not touching minus money, but top five. And I'll just throw this out while you're grabbing that. But like uh, a few weeks ago, Brian uh, Murphy and I doing the All Things Go podcast, we had Grant and Figure on. I asked him point blank of the tracks you have coming up before the playoffs start, which one do you have circled? And he said Mid Ohio is the one Ooh. that he has circled. Yeah. I was shocked Absolutely by that. Absolutely love because, to hear that. Yes, I, I am as well. And he said that he's been putting a lot of time and attention into that, and that team uh, has as well. And you look at what he did uh, in the Cup Series filling in for Noah Gragson. He had just to make the car return in one piece. Ended up finishing, I think it was like 24th. Respectable for a guy that just was put in the car a couple days prior. This team, and Grant Infinger in the 23 team, they are they – are, I think the points leader, right? Like I don't have the points in front of me. We were talking about it before Nashville. And uh, he said, you know, 
will probably be the points leader after it. So, like, you're talking about a guy that is, at worst, second in points, has multiple wins, and he's 25-1? to one? I mean, yeah. what, have, what are we missing? Lay a little you, coin, let a little coin on Grant. I I will I would follow that. I mean, so you know, let, let's transition off of Carson and, and okay. say you know he's unbettable at this price, and let's Correct. go into somebody who's like complete opposite end of the board because you brought up like he's a comparable guy as far as his stats concern. Um, to hear that he has it circled is definitely something that has oh, yeah. my full attention. Uh, I love hearing that because especially like in NASCAR, guys don't really admit that. Like we assume certain things like, you know, I, I assume that Brad Kozlowski has uh, Atlanta circled on his calendar. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you ask him point blank, he's going to give you the, you know, he's going to say Michigan answer. Yeah. So uh, Grant and finger. Now, I don't know. I mean, look, 25 to one, you said his number is to win the race. Yeah. That, you know, hey it's a it's a shot in the dark um and, and if we're taking if we're throwing darts I'll, I'll throw a sprinkle on 25 to 1 why the hell not um Be, yeah go ahead yeah. i was gonna say because you can make the argument then as well like if he qualifies in the top three they just come out unload fast there are no live pit stops if he's coming out fast he's going to maintain that track position that speed and it's really just can you get in and out of corners and that 23 the whole gms program even with the 24 car uh, or truck of uh, Raja Karuth, like they have been showing a lot of speed. And I know that the series has only been at a truck or a, a, um, a road course event one time this year at Coda, but they just have a lot of momentum. I know I'm making a lot of arguments here for it, but that's just another thing that popped in my head of like, that's a wild number to have at that. And if he qualifies top three, you either sell that price and make a good profit or you just hold on to it. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. Um, <clears throat> so I'll I'll kind of bring us back down to earth a little bit. I mean, thank you. He, he I, I don't I guess I'm surprised to hear him say that because I don't really understand it. Um, and, and I'm a you know, I'm a fan of Grand Infringer, um, I do, but I, I don't really understand why we'd have this one circle because he hasn't really sniffed a win on a road course really before. I mean, looking at the last like even seven races, he's only got two top fives. Um so, like, you know, zeroing in on the last four, like we talked about, you know, the ones that matter most, he doesn't have any top fives. He actually only has one top ten. Uh, but he's super consistent, right? Because this, this is his um, reback of his finishes in the last four races. Tenth, eleventh, eleventh, and twelfth. So, in my opinion, he's going to be right in that, like, nine to thirteen realm. Um, now, there are some guys that aren't racing in the truck series, you know, anymore that, you know, John Henry Michek, Parker Kligerman, Kyle Bush isn't there. So you could say like, okay, he's just going to move up. But we've got mm-hmm. some other, you know, young bucks that are definitely worth a damn. Uh, so I guess my mind goes, all right, well, if it's not 25 to 1, where do we go? Top 5? Mm-hmm. He's only done it twice in, in the last six road course races. He's plus 300, I think I just saw, the 325 to finish in the top 5. That is still giving you a bit of a, a payday. Yeah. Um, but it's still, to me, pretty risky. So now you're looking at, all right, well, how else can I make money on, on Grand Infringer? And I'm looking at a head-to-head. It's it's Stuart Friesen. Um, oh. So Friesen isn't bad. So it's like we can't win here with Grant. Like, I, I can't figure out how to play it. Now, I would. I actually had written down Grant over Friesen. 
win the race has Friesen by two spots. So that's a little concerning. Um, but, you know, they're two and two against each other in the last four races. Uh, and Friesen is very like hot and cold. He's got like a fourth place finish and a 30th place finish. He's got a ninth mm-hmm. place finish and a like 23rd place finish or something. Uh, whereas we just laid out with Grant, super consistent. So um, I would be fine betting on Grant, you know, maybe for a, a top five and just kind of cross your fingers that he starts well. But that head to head play is, you know, really an opportunity, I think, because it's it's definitely putting you more in the game. They're even money minus 115 apiece. So um what are your thoughts on just kind of breaking it down that way? Yeah. I mean, Grant versus Friesen feels very close. I'm curious uh, from the win the race perspective, uh, what Grant versus Matt DiBenedetto is, because right now you can get Grant minus 125 versus Matt. And I've been on the right side of picking on or against Matt. It feels like all season long. And I would be on the Grant and finger side. Um, the numbers might be a little, um, closer because some of the numbers you said, but I just feel like that team has a lot of momentum and I know Matt's team is doing well right now, but minus 125, if I'm going to lay a little coin, uh, minus money somewhere, somehow Caesars minus 125 grand end finger. I'm getting down on that. When the race has end finger as a, um, 13th ranked driver heading okay. in and to Benedetto is 14th. So, uh, they are right next to each other, but uh, I I, w- I would like that. Where are you seeing that matchup at? That's on Caesars. That was the first matchup that oh, I wow. that jumped off to me before we uh, uh, really started talking about the conversation here because I, I really that's a matchup that I can get down on. Again, I I, I I'm in I'm gonna get down. I'm writing that down right now. Uh, you will see me have that on my card. I could I could get down with that as well. Um, I'm more in favor of you know, going against Matty D than I am mm-hmm. Stuart Friesen, especially since Friesen, 100%. you know, finished with the top five here last year. Um, you look at what the Benedetto has done in, you know, his last four races, he's only got one top 15, uh, mm-hmm. two top 20s. So, you know, 29th at Coda. Um, so I, I could definitely see that. And I understand why he's okay. minus 125, but I'm fine with it. Okay, so then we kind of have a little bit of an idea now what we want to do with Grant. We both really said that we do like his top five number, uh, but the place with him that we really like, the play would be minus 125 over Matty D, currently on Caesars Sportsbook. We talked briefly about Zane, Carson Hosevar, Heim, Majeski, and all these guys you want to talk about. Right now, those are really the top four favorite uh, under 10 to one pricing. So is there anything else that are any of those numbers bettable, anything you want to be jumping on now, or is there maybe different opportunities, especially specifically with those four in a different market? Yeah. I want to talk about a couple of those guys. Um, so we'll start with Zane. He's, he's at a ridiculous number right now. Um, plus two fifty to win the race. In the there's a reason truck. for that. What's that? In the Tipico truck this weekend, too. The Tipico truck? Yeah, the Tipico Sportsbook. Matt Stolak, oh, okay. the guy over there, got the sponsorship. So Tipico's on the uh, the truck this week for the 38 car. Or wow, truck. okay. Uh, yeah, I saw that mm-hmm. tweet, and I didn't put, like, two and two together there. Yep. Um, so, wow, okay. That's a hell of a sponsorship. It's uh, a hell of a sponsorship and a great-looking truck. Like, it's not like a, just put some sponsorship on it. It's like... 
pretty damn detailed. Wow. Okay. Well, those diecasts are going to be sexy as hell. Yes. Um, yep. And it's a great sponsorship because this dude is a rock star on road courses. I mean, mm-hmm. plus 250, people scoff at that number. I'm sure that was me as well. Like, God damn, like I, I want to take them. Mm-hmm. And I probably will, to be quite honest with you, as I'm dropping my AirPod case here. But um, in the last four races, he has two wins, four top fives. Okay. Okay. No one else in the truck series racing this weekend has more than three top tens. And he has four top fives. His average finish is 1.5. Like, that's crazy. Absolute Mm -hmm. craziness. Now, here's the thing about Zane. I want a piece of him somehow, some way. His average starting position in that time frame is 8.8. So it's wow. not like he's going out and he's winning these polls. He was a guy who won from seventh last year. He started 13th. Um, so I think, you know, and, and that also last year, just to kind of comment on mid Ohio, he practiced damn well. I think he led practice. I think he was first in practice. If he wasn't first, he was second in practice mm-hmm. and then he qualified 13th. So, you know, practice, I think means a lot here because, if Zane's on it in practice, watch out. And then you're kind of mm-hmm. hoping that he slips up in qualifying so that maybe, just maybe, the books give us a little bit more of an inch there and he drops to like three to one, 350 or whatever because you see some of these other guys step up and win the poll or whatever. Um, that's the only thing I would say. If you're looking to bet Zane, maybe wait until after qualifying because, like, seriously, how low can he actually go? Like if he goes out and he does win the poll, what's it going to be two to one? Like it's not that um, big of a deal at that point. And then, mm-hmm. you know, he's got a kick-ass car. So Zane Smith is somebody that, you know, I definitely want a piece of. He's going up against Carson Hosevar in a few different head-to-heads and he's a monster favorite. So I can't take him. He's minus 175 head-to-head. That's crazy. Um, but Hosevar has one top five in seven starts. Zane has four of them in four starts. So hmm. I, I think this matchup, like it's matched up against, they're matched up against each other in a few different books. Barstool, I think being one of them. Um, Caesars, I think is another. And what I'm looking to do is just parlay that with something else. Right. So on Caesars, I think I had that along with a, a funny little head to head. I found on the cup series that just dropped, I guess, Austin Hill racing in the cup series. I took him over Cole Custer and match okay. that with Zane and, and Hosevar, and you got yourself like a plus 186 play. So, huh. Zane, I, like I need a piece of Zane because you know he's going to perform well. And, you know, he drove up from 13th last year in mid-Ohio to finish second, and he won stage two. Like, he, he's a monster on these road courses. So, um, we absolutely need something on him as we uh, head into the weekend. So, keep your eyes peeled on Friday for how he performs because his, his pattern – over the last few races, Coda being one of them, practice mm-hmm. well, qualify not as good, and then go out and right. perform really well in the race. Well, I know people, if they're looking at the top three number for uh, Zane when it comes to Caesar Sportsbooks, you're going to find that it's a minus 120, minus 250 price. However, if you drop down a little bit and you find the winning card number 20 through 49, you find a minus 180 price. So you save yourself 70 cents there and uh, kind of get a little bit more value in case you're going to do like a parlay, like you said, or have an idea that with that, um, I don't. 
I don't hate that, um, uh, you know, thought or process there. So um, let's see, where else do you want to go uh, in the market here? So a couple other guys uh, as far as outrights just to mention, yep. and then we'll, we'll kind of, you know, open it back up to a few other random bets. So there's somebody that I want to call out as far as an outright. And then also, you know, maybe in a head to head, maybe like this guy, top three, this is Corey Heim. Um, he's plus 700 on Barstool right now. Ooh. He's got two starts on road courses in his truck series career. And he's got one top 10. It came at Coda this year, sixth place at Coda, which is pretty good, you know, but you say to yourself, all right, well, what's going on? Like 700, that's a little low there. If you dig a little deeper into what went down at mid Ohio last year, he was very good. Won the pole. Okay. Average running position was fifth and he just ran an amazing race. Really good job. If you think it back to Corey Heim, like what a difference a year has made for this guy, like young driver last year, not even a full-time uh, ride. Cause he was driving the 51 truck where the boss man would jump in every now and then. And now Corey Heim is like the one waving the flag for Toyota uh, driving mm -hmm. the 11 truck for Tricon. So it, it's really unbelievable uh, that, you know, as a rookie, or I guess you would call him last year, he went out, won the pole at this racetrack. He was running third with eight laps to go. Okay. And mm -hmm. was in it. Like there was a restart. He was battling. It wasn't like they got strung out or anything like that, where Parker was taken over and he was gone. They were within earshot of each other battling. And all of a sudden the 51 truck just stops working, like just shut mm. down. Um, he just stopped. So he ends up finishing like 26 or something like that. So obviously that jacks up his stats. That's why you got to look a little bit deeper. So he's going to a racetrack where he performed really well. You could say, obviously, you know, uh, part-time ride last year in that truck, the 11 truck has proven to be a really strong ride for him. He's been proving week in and week out that he's a very competent driver. So Corey Heim at plus 700 for an outright, I could see him stealing a race here. Uh, because if it's not Zane, who's it going to be, right? I, I, you know, I'm not totally bought into Carson Hussevar being an absolute layup for a victory. So how about the guy who won the pole last year and kind of got robbed of a really good finish at this racetrack? So I would look to a, a top three price for Corey Heim as well. Um, I don't know what that is off the top of my head, but, uh, you know, could be something there, especially on Barstool. They have top threes that are um, a little bit better. So the other place that I'll look to him is – playing him against uh, Christian Eckes. I think that's where I had him. Let me just okay. find this here. No, no, no. Sorry. No, we're holding, we're holding off on that. Um, so I guess that, I guess I'm just really saying Corey Heim for the win. Cause hmm. I, I don't have anything written down. I don't know who he's going up against. Uh, let's see. Oh, Corey Heim versus time and Jeske. And he's a, a minus minus one ten. the underdog. Give me that. Mm -hmm. Give me that. I, I will take that. Um, I, I think Corey Heim is going to be very strong this weekend. Uh, he's got the third best driver rating in the last four races, and that's behind Zane and Parker Kligerman. So he's a beast, man. He, he is really good. He's fifth in when the race is uh, rankings, one ahead of Majeski. So if you're looking at that head to head, you know, he's definitely uh, got some merit there to be, you know, the favorite, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Um, so I will take this uh, driver to win, and I will take him over Majeski. 
So the best number, like you mentioned, right? From an outright perspective, you can get him right now at seven to one on Barstool, but you can get a better number as a top three on Caesars at two to one. So if you like that opportunity, then uh, definitely oh, yeah. take the top three. Yeah. So I like uh, two and then to you one. called up. Yep. And then you called that the head to head there. Uh, Heim as the underdog minus one ten to Majeski minus one twenty. So uh, that kind of you know puts a bow then i think on some of these guys that you were talking about at the top uh of the odds board here any value throughout any uh you know marco andretti's in the race we haven't talked about him yet that's a name coming in connor daly uh is coming in the race as well so we got some uh really cool names coming into the series this week to at least dip their toes in marco's uh, a 25 to one favorite as well. Same as Grand Enfinger, which is wild. So uh, interesting number price point there. But anybody else we haven't touched on? Ben Rhodes, maybe. A uh, lot, of, lot of momentum right now for Tyler Ankrum. Riddle me that. So anything on any of those guys or anybody else? Oh, of course. You're 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 hitting all the guys. As far as like uh, Andretti. I know you, Phil. I, I yeah. know you. I know how you think. <laughs> as, as far as Andretti and, you know, Connor Daly and, yeah. and Connor Jones, you know, there's some talk in our Twitter chat about him. I, I was looking up him uh, driving for, for Thor sport. I think the 66 truck, um, you know, we, we were saying like maybe as a long shot, um, mm-hmm. you know, that would be an absolute hail Mary. Uh, yeah. Doesn't really have a lot of road course racing experience in the Arca series or anything like that. So I uh, finished 10th, I think at Watkins Glen. Um, so I, I wouldn't, I for those guys just like SVG last weekend at uh Chicago, I'm fine taking some of those guys, not until I see them though on the track. So if mm-hmm. Andretti goes out and he lights the wall on fire, yeah, let's let's get on board, but not until I see it. Um yeah. Now value, I think there's some value with Ben Rhodes at eleven to one. Um he is the thing that has my attention, honestly. He's ranked number one on when the race is pre-ranks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, dude, like ahead of Zane? Like that's that's wild. Uh, but there he is. And so now I had to like look in, like, why is he ranked number one right. out of everyone? And you know, looking at his stats, last four races, he's got one top five, two top tens. His average finish is 13.8. Um, so like nothing that's like lighting the world on fire, but you know, when you do go back. A little bit further, he, he does have a win at the Daytona Road Course, so he has shown the ability to get a, a dub on a road course. Last year, you know, it was kind of interesting at Ohio because he didn't really have a good qualifying, but he practiced well. So it was kind of interesting. It goes to the point of like qualifying really meaning a lot for most of these guys. I would take Zane Smith out of that equation, uh, but for a guy like this, right, he practiced second and. You know, I, I would imagine last year, anybody like myself, right, was probably like, damn, this is sweet. You know, we got him at a good number. But then he didn't qual- – something happened. There was something lost in translation there. He ends up qualifying 15th and kind of stayed back there and ends up finishing the race 23rd. So when you're taking a bet like this 11-1, to 1, you're, you're hoping that he goes out and practices well. You're hoping that he can then make that parlay that into a good qualifying position so that he can stay up front and really be a factor in the race. Because last year at mid Ohio, he was not. And, you know, that's not going to help us in that situation. But um, the fact of the matter is, you know, he's capable. 
finished 10th Dakota, um, you know, fourth place finish uh, four races ago. You know, if you're looking back in the last four races in the truck series. So he's capable of keeping it up there. Um, I, I think a top five for Ben Rhodes is definitely something worth looking at. But also going up against Christian Eckes. Um, we love Christian Eckes on the show. He's made us a lot of money, but Rhodes is three and one against Eckes in the last four races. Um, Eckes just, I don't know, doesn't do it for me. And maybe practice and qualifying changes that a little bit. But, you know, this would be a, a Ben Rhodes kind of value play for an outright. It would truly be a dart. Uh, you're throwing a dart on Ben Rhodes in this situation. But if you're looking for a, a head to head, I can't see him against anybody else other than Eckes. So, you know, that's who I'm, you know, it's unfortunate because I like playing with Christian Eckes as opposed to against him, but um, it's just kind of how the cookie crumbled. So I would look at Ben Rhodes versus Eckes there heading into the, the Friday track, uh, track time. Well, correct me if my, I'm wrong, but I think the finish that Ben Rhodes got at Coda is a bit skewed because then wasn't he coming in to the final term? And I know there's a couple guys out there that lost, uh, some money on uh, uh, him having an axle break or whatever it was. I think coming <laughs> off turn eleven. Um, I think you might you be know. right. I was trying to figure yeah. out who that was that yep. uh, he was he was coming for for somebody. He might have been like third, and because mm -hmm. I remember I had the the next guy we we're going to talk about uh, for a top five, and my guy was about to get beat by someone. Mm -hmm. I think it was like Chastain or somebody. And then something happened to Rhodes. So you might be right that he was mm -hmm. the guy, I guess. If you're yep. remembering that, then I'm sure. Because I couldn't remember who it was that conked out at the end. Yeah, that was uh, that was definitely Rhodes. So uh, interesting to see how maybe he had been priced if uh, he had a top three finish or whatever it was. It was definitely a higher finish than what he, he was given. So I like the Ben Rhodes call out for sure. When they come to these things, uh, Ben Rhodes is definitely a name. And I think that team is uh, starting to click at the right time where a little bit of momentum here and there can carry themselves really into uh, the playoffs. So like to call out with Ben Rhodes, where else do you want to go? Well, you called him out earlier. Um, Tyler Ankrum, baby. And, yep. you know, there are certain racetracks, certain types of races. You know, I know on like my podcast, people probably have come to expect to be called out um, you know, I think of like super speedways, you know, Michael McDowell, Austin Sandrick, yep. like those types yep. of guys and road courses, same for both those two. This is a situation in the truck series where we have to call it Ankrum. And he was a guy that we called out for a top five at Coda ends up. He was clinging to the fifth place spot until that happened to Rhodes. Then he had a comfortable fourth place finish. Um, but that won us. That was a big hit. I think that was like six to one. Uh, so the books are now kind of adjusting a little bit. He's plus two twenty five for a top five this time around, and I still like that. Uh, Tyler Ankrum is someone that, you know, he is sneaky if you can get him in the right spots. I think top five is still doable for him. He's got one top five, three top tens in his last four races. Okay. And there are only two other drivers who have three top tens or more in the truck series in the last four races. We called out how Zane has four of them. Carson Hosevar has three top tens. But this is the other guy. 
It's just those three guys at the top. Zane, Hosevar, and Tyler Ankrum. Three top tens on road courses. Um, as a matter of fact, this guy, Tyler Ankrum, has a better average finish than Carson Hosevar. So, you know, we saw what short odds he was. Well, look at this guy. Like, lonely little, you know, Atari driver here. Um you know, sitting here plus 225 for a top five. Like, let's do it. His average finish is 10.3. He finished fourth at Coda, like I said, just a, a very capable racer. He finished 21st um, last year, and that was his only non top 10 in this four race stretch. So, if there's a knock on him, if you want to go against me in this situation, you say, like, well, you know, Mid Ohio was his weakness uh, in the, the stretch of last four races. And sure, yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, but he started seventh. You know, really good practice and qualifying mid race. He was 11th, like he average running position. He was 11th. He was fighting in that top 10 situation. And then something happened. I can't find it. I don't remember it, but something happened to him where he fell back. Um, he completed all the laps, but ends up 21st. So uh, I say another year under his belt situation where he's got some momentum on road courses. He's believing himself a little bit more and, you know, Let's get on it. So top five, can he do it again? I think so. Then, you know, you think back, like we said, six to one is what he was for a top five at Coda, 225 right now. Clearly the books are paying attention. Now let's talk about uh, another way to make money on him, and that's a head-to-head. He's going up against Nick Sanchez, who is a rookie, and, in you know, call me crazy, but I'm going to go with a guy, can we call him like a grizzled veteran? I don't know, seasoned veteran. Of course, uh, of the sport, he's got a lot more races under his belt with road courses than Sanchez. Sanchez went out and uh, finished seventh at Coda, which was great, right? Great finish for a rookie on a road course. Good for him, but he still got beat by Angle. Yeah. So you know this head-to-head. What what would you really expect from Sanchez? Uh, the only thing that could go wrong for us in that bet is if Sanchez qualifies like third and Ankrum doesn't qualify that well, qualifies like 10th yeah. or something like that with the no pit stop situation. We saw Sanchez take advantage of that at Texas. Um, you know, that would be problematic, but that's the risk I'm willing to take in this matchup because right now on Barstool, they are even minus 115. but there's a sports what? book out there that does not agree with that. They actually agree with me and they have, Oh my. Ankara minus one fifty as a favorite over Sanchez. That's Bar uh, DraftKings. So Barstool's just not on it right now. If you're comparing them to their, you know, uh, competitor in Barstool and, and DraftKings, minus one fifty in this matchup for DraftKings, minus one fifteen on Barstool. Give me that matchup all day and night because I can't see that saying same now. Practicing qualifying could change all that, but this point in time, as we're recording, that to me seems like value. Another point to bring up, Jeez. the ARCA series is out there right now at Mid-Ohio, or they're going to be there this weekend, and yeah. Ankrum is running double duty. So, Love that. More track time. Love that. There's a few guys doing that, but Ankrum's definitely the best of them. And just an exclamation point on everything, when the race has him ranked third. So just really good stuff here for Ankrum oh. all across the board. Um, I'm just really excited to see what he can do at mid Ohio. I'm going to be laying a crumb on, uh, Ankrum. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> definitely minus minus one fifteen. 
I couldn't believe that when you said that because I was looking at DraftKings as you were talking. I was about to ask you what number would you bet that up to or would you buy that minus 150 price? We don't have to. We you don't save have yourself, to. Yeah, you can save yourself 35 cents and, and take the minus 150 number on uh, Barstool, which is open you know, across the uh, nation to a number of books. I know there's about 28 states right now that are uh, legally you know, able to uh, bet on it. So... I like that minus one fifteen. I actually like that. I think more so right now than my Grant Enfinger minus one twenty five bet over Matty D. So you sold me on Ankrum there. Uh, I really like that. And you're a guy that uh, is typically, you know, on him at the right times, and you can kind of call out his successes. So anybody listening, I would get down on that number because it will definitely move. Yeah, I, I we'll see. I mean, like it's one of those deals where. All the things are pointing to it. So, you know, you just got to hope, you know, cross your fingers, hope that we get a good starting position for this truck uh, because of the no pit stops. There, That's the thing. No live pit stops. That's the thing that is the wild card here. Um, so if all goes to plan on Friday, I think we'll be sitting pretty with a good ticket in our hand uh, going into Saturday. So we'll see. I agree. Big race agree. for that team. I mean, you got to figure that they are somebody that are looking to, you know, do some damage and, and get some mm-hmm. momentum for them. So uh, yeah. I like it. Awesome. So where else do you want to go? We touched on a lot of guys now from, you know, different markets, uh, anything else that you had in mind or you want to jump into uh, some other conversation? So I, I, I can't stop. Uh, <laughs> I, I love I, it. Looking at group B on Caesars, yep. they're all priced the same price. They're all plus 400. Oh, all four which to is, one. I don't yeah. know if that's a mistake. Or what? Uh, but you have Chase Purdy, four to well, one. That's who I'm taking. Chase Purdy. Oh, I mean, okay, okay. He, he's he's better than all these other guys. I mean, you know, Jack Wood, Matt Craft, and Jake Garcia, Dean Thompson, and Rajah Karuth. I mean, Chase Purdy has had experience. He, he's three for five, finishing in the top twenty on road courses. Okay, so I know now we're like moving the goalposts a little bit. But the fact is, you know, when we're down to this level for these drivers that are in this group, three for five in the top 20, like, isn't that bad? Uh, If you're telling me his average finishes, let's see, 18.3. He finished 13th here last year in lesser equipment. So if you're telling me that one of these drivers is going to finish 14 through 16 or something like that, I would just kind of blindly take that and just say, all right, you know, go ahead, everybody else try to beat me Uh, because Mm -hmm. I don't see a lot of these guys really putting up good finishes. I mean, like Jack Wood, thanks for coming out. Uh, Jake Garcia scares me a little bit. He's been racy. He's been really racy, actually. And I'm going to talk about Roger Carruth in a second, but uh, Chase Purdy at plus 400, the fact that they're all the same, like I, I don't understand while they're all the same. So I'll take four to one on him and essentially like a one versus five matchup. Uh, True. We'll, we'll see. So it's just experience, better equipment this year. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I don't know if you have any thoughts on any of those guys, but I just found that really odd because we don't really see that too often where it's a large group like that where they're all the same exact number. 
Yeah, it's kind of funny because the operator just uh, hit copy, you know, uh, <laughs> copy paste uh, down the list here. So uh, Chase Purdy, obviously the one that you're going with, probably qualifies the best of this group. Um, so I can definitely see the argument that is made there for him. Um, you got some of these guys that, yeah, that like you said, if a guy finishes probably top 14, that's probably gonna it's probably gonna get it. So uh, I can see that for sure. Now Group B, Caesars. Chase Purdy, four to one, like that. A lot. Well, then let me uh, just kind of do a little matchup within the matchup there because mm-hmm. there's a, a matchup on Caesars as well, which is Matt Crafton versus Rajah Karuth. And you called out how that 24 truck has been yeah. um, a little racy there, you know, talking about GMS. Um, that looking, you know, we always talk about trying to use the win the race rankings as a way to kind of project. Uh, a good head-to-head matchup. This is the matchup that I found that has the biggest discrepancy um, one way or the other, and it's a five-spot difference, so it's not a lot. The the books did a good job with the matchups this week, but uh, Matt Crafton has kind of been trash uh, on road courses. I mean, you know, really nothing to write home about, and the fact that we're getting, like, this big discrepancy in the rankings really – you know, is another nail in that coffin to say, all right, you know, why not take a little Raja and just, mm-hmm. you know, put it out there. Looking at the last four races, Derek, on road courses, there are only three guys who have worse average finishes than Matt Crafton. Jeez. Logan Bearden, I don't know who that is, Jack <laughs> yeah. Wood and Dean Thompson. Everybody else just has a better average finish. Stephen Malazzi has one start 20 22nd oh, wow. place finish and that gets him uh, ahead oh, wow. of Crafton obviously you know that's kind of cheap but still you know what i mean i mean Crafton his average finish is 24.5 in the last uh four races just really not good uh so i got to go with raja right i mean they've mm-hmm. been racy well, I think uh, if I remember correctly, and I mentioned it a little bit ago with some of the rain issues, Raja was kind of a little bit of everywhere, uh, you know, slipping and sliding. But he has been getting the most out of that truck, uh, definitely from a speed element. And I really believe that GMS is putting a little bit more investment in them. Uh, the truck, you know, series don't know if they're staying with Chevy next year. Obviously, the Cup Series, they're switching to Toyota, but uh, it kind of seems like the speed that they've gotten and some of the things that uh, some of those elements probably going to be even faster. So if Grant and, uh, you know, Raja are good this weekend, it'll be because they're fast from the drop of the, the green flag in practice. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely looking at that one with a magnifying glass that's for sure Mm -hmm. i mean you know we'll 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 call it straight up like when we find those discrepancies on that website when the race dot info where it's you know the biggest gap between two drivers in their pre-qualifying rankings Mm -hmm. it usually pays off so you can almost kind of blind bet that and and just you know come back to it after the race just assuming it's going to hit so um, what was the pricing again uh, the pricing on Raja, I just left. Oh, minus one fifteen. Yeah, to uh, craft. Yep, minus one fifteen a piece. So you like uh, Raja uh, over Crafton? So okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so you said with that group B, you like Chase Purdy the most out of the group as well. There's a personal head-to-head. Caesars minus one fifteen. You like Raja over Crafton. Anywhere else you want to go with uh, some of that stuff? No. I mean, I, I think um, we really kind of touched on all of it. I mean, we talked beforehand, mm-hmm. Derek. I was going to do. I had an idea to kind of do like a, a a this or that segment where yeah. we kind of like throw yeah. something out there, but. Derek, I don't know if we have anything to, to throw out there to each other because I <laughs> think we talked true. about almost every type of matchup that there is available um, it's true. on the book. So, yeah, I mean, I don't really have any other plays to, to discuss um, as far as like matchups or top fives or anything like that. How about you? No, I was just looking as well because that's what I was kind of setting you up for to see if we were going to go down that route. But I really think we talked about it. Ankrum minus 115 over Sanchez. That might be my favorite one. Grant Enfinger minus 125 over Matty D. And then you touched on a few as well. Uh, what were some of the favorite plays that you see? Hey, now after talking about it and really opening it up for discussion, where should the people go and kind of invest some of their money as we get into uh, Saturday's race? Yeah, I mean – you know, I'll say it again. We need to be in on Zane in some way, shape, or form. Whether mm-hmm. you just want to take him out right two fifty and just say, you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. I'll see you later, um, or you want to get a little bit more creative, uh, take him in a head-to-head versus Hosevar, and then combine that with something else. That's I'll probably do both of those. Mm-hmm. Um, so Zane is just so damn good. Just got to remember that. Uh, I really like Corey Heim to win the race. Uh, I like Corey Heim top three. And, uh, and Heim, Heim plus is seven. You said uh, seven to one for Heim, one. which is a yeah. massive, which is almost double what some of the other books are offering. So seven to one on Barstool and plus and two to one on Caesar's top three. Yeah. So so Heim is somebody that I really hold yep. in high regard, um, and over Majeski as well uh, was a play. And you touched on a couple of the other like head to heads that made a lot mm-hmm. of sense. Rhodes is someone I'm kind of like monitoring. He's 11 to one to win the race. I like him over Eckes as a lean there. Um, and then Tyler Ankrum. I mean, we talked about him till the cows came home yep. top five and, and over um, it was the, the rookie Nick Sanchez there yeah. uh, for a number of different reasons. You know, the fact that he's doing double duty and he likes these types of tracks. So um, yeah, a lot of, lot of different ways you could play it. I, I will say again, though, even though we're talking about a lot of different stuff, you might still want to tone it back just because uh, just wrangle yourself in just because of the no live pit stops thing. Um, Or maybe just pause everything before uh, you wait until after practicing qualifying. And then you have a better sense of like what's going on with the starting position. Maybe you lose out a little bit on some of the value on some of these guys, but um, it, it might be worth it in the long run just to know where they're starting. So keep that in mind. And I will say this, um, with the truck series, we don't really get, I've been really hitting hard the starting grid position over under. I've been taking under in the cup mm. series and it's been playing out for these road courses. And we don't get that bet with the truck series, but you could wait till after practicing qualifying or qualifying and see the numbers of the drivers and then go into mm-hmm. Caesars and get a little creative with the, um, otter even or over under the the number of the winning car because if there's like five odds uh in the starting five then you know that might be something it's almost like an equivalent to the mm-hmm. uh, under grid position bet so 
just another way to to get creative with it. But that bet we mentioned how it's important to start up front. Uh, that's another way to to maybe get creative with it. I think uh, that's a really good way to kind of how you phrase that uh, specifically. So yeah, I think we touched on a lot of good opportunities here, definitely for people to get invested uh, in this specific race. I already sent out uh, a few of these plays here, so we'll see if the uh, the market moves a little bit. But uh, anything else you want to throw out there to the people? And um, you know, how can everybody best support what you're doing? I know you had your podcast drop uh, this morning on Thursday, and, and you did the NASCAR betting preview show uh, on Wednesday. So uh, you got a lot going on and now. Uh, maybe hopefully a little bit of rest is is in store for you. But how can everybody best support what you're doing? Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Um, just uh, give me a follow on Instagram and Twitter at Full Tank Phil, and uh, give the podcast a click when it comes out for the cup mm -hmm. series race each week uh full tank with phil is the name of the podcast get it wherever you listen to that stuff and um wherever you're listening to this one and um just really excited to be talking trucks again i know we'll probably have another off week before we get back into it we but do. um you know excited for that as well so it's it's i don't know highlight of my week i will say that i mean it, it's a little stressful like kind of putting the stuff together for like the cup series pod and kind of working through that stuff you know what are we going to do mm -hmm. and then the, the betting preview show on wednesdays like the live show and once we kind of have that stuff in the rear view it, I, like i woke up this morning like with a cup of coffee got through a couple work meetings and it was just like here we go like this is yeah. fucking sweet yep. you know what i mean so yep. I, I love the truck so much and um i'm excited to see them back at it yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I always enjoy doing this. It's unfortunate that uh, the series isn't racing every week or every other week right now. Feels like you know we had five, six races in a row, which was which was great. We were clicking on all cylinders. So now with the series coming back, we can have different opportunities uh, to get some uh, investments down in these markets. So uh, best way to support me is at Derek Yoder underscore on Twitter. That follow the NASCAR betting preview show uh, podcast at NASCAR BP on twitter download the nascar betting preview show and uh, remember like we said at the start of the show atlashair.com uh, a-t-l-a-s-h-a-i-r.com use promo code nascar for 20 percent off your entire order so uh, a lot of fun things to uh watch this weekend and phil good luck to you and uh, hopefully we're coming out smelling like a bed of roses uh you know after saturday so thanks again man yes thank you derek yeah!